Yes, that's right. It is Thursday. It is nine. It is an actual pre-game show because, like, in about four hours' time, the game kicks off. How are we yep. doing, fellas? Makes a change, Tento. Mm. Yeah, no. I mean, just we're gonna we're gonna be handing over a Dallas Cowboys game. Uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys staff for their own game day, just as we're finishing up, probably. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. over to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> How is how's everyone's Christmas been? It was all right. Didn't do anything special, to be honest. I kind of still like on the bit of a drench, to be honest. But it was all right. Didn't do anything. Couldn't be bothered. So, yeah, just chilled it. Yeah, much much the same here. I mean, I had the uh, you know obviously I had the good start to Christmas with the the win over the Eagles and um, you know. Uh, Everything else, I mean, kids had a good time. That's the main thing. So, um, you know, got got the usual sort of money and vouchers and stuff like that for me. So that's <laughs> that's all I can hope for. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. Sorry, I just I just had to bring up a Samuel's comment there. I thought it was kind of funny. Breaking news: Hurts plays cornerback and widow stop the third and furry. <laughs> <laughs> that still was one hell of a play. And look who's just arrived. Yeah. Marcus! How's it going? Yeah. Nothing much, brother. You, how you doing? You all right? Good, good. How you guys doing? Okay, yeah, buddy, all good. Just... We were just talking about everyone's Christmases. And obviously, it's the Tennessee game, and you're live from Tennessee. But how was Christmas over in Middle Tennessee? Uh, Christmas was good. Uh, colder than it's probably ever been. So that took some getting <laughs> used to. I mean, it's probably one of the first times in a long time the temperature was single digits consistently here. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, Did Santa get everything he got? Uh, uh, uh... <laughs> Santa left the building a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking at all the cowboy stuff in your room, you ask for anything more, I think the house will fall down. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we are here on the pre-game show. As we were saying, the game kicks off in about three, four hours' time, so it literally yeah. is a pre-game show, yeah? Um, get everyone's thoughts and opinions, as I always do at the start of everyone's show, because it's a bit of a weird a bit of a bit of weird week for mm-hmm. this week's game. Um, in one part, we don't know what's going on with the Eagles, so we have to continue to treat it like a normal, regular season game at this stage. Um Rosters are looking a bit funky, but what does what's everyone's feelings on this week's game? Hit me with it, everyone. Well, I know Tennessee are pretty much screwed in terms of their injury report. Um, yeah. a lot of players are doubtful and don't know what the status is right now. Um, mm-hmm. but um, for us, I mean, like you kind of said, like either way, if you lose, we're in the same position than we were last, like, like we're still going to be fifth regardless in the seedings and stuff like that. So, I mean, for me, it's kind of worthwhile to try and keep the momentum going personally. Um, just just for, like, getting ready for those playoff games, like, just to get some of these guys from the, the practice squad up as well, get them on board as well, just in case if anything does happen going forward type of thing. So, um, and obviously with Tennessee, they will be one to kind of look to kind of try, even – try and win as well because they've got a big game on week 17 against the Jags so mm-hmm. they've got a lot to play for here yeah 
I, th- I think with us, I mean, it's, it's strange because obviously we don't know what the Eagles are going to do this weekend. Um, you know, the, they came out of they came out of last weekend's game a little banged up, and you know they're missing missing guys. Um, you know, so potentially that could have a, a bad effect on the, the rest of their season, or you know, the run into the playoffs. Um, by all accounts, Jalen Hurts is not an easy injury to come back from as well. It's uh, you know, it's, it's needing a number of weeks rest. Um, you know, uh, there's risk of potential serious injury if you if you play him too early. Um, but you know, we need to we need to keep playing. You can see that Tennessee, you know, Tennessee are doing a hell of a lot of um, a wheeling dealing. You know they've they've activated Josh Dobbs, who literally was on their practice squad mm. eight days or so. So they're hoping for that sort of Baker Mayfield effect of, you know, a couple of practices and then you know you're almost playing sandlot football, um, you know. But um, and they've got a number of guys out as well, and obviously remains to be seen if uh, Derek Henry is going to be playing tonight. Um, He's been ruled if, out. He's out. Yeah. Oh, he is out now. He was yeah. doubt. He was doubtful last night. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, Bri- on that, yeah. So. Brian left the comment regarding the ten out to Brian Cunningham now or an IR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that—that that, that isn't even the biggest one. The big, you know, you talk about Derek Henry being out. They've got um, uh, Jeffrey Simmons out, which oh, is yep. huge for them. And don't forget their um. They're starting right tackles out, so they're without their left right. and right. Oh, is, Taylor, is it Taylor? Is it Taylor Lewan? Whoever his name is. is that... Oh, Taylor Lewan's been out. The right tackle is uh Petit. Oh, Nicole, Nicole, yeah, he's the rookie. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. The guard is out. Uh, <laughs> they've got they've had issues in the linebacker core. I mean, we'll get to all of this, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, give me your take. Marcus, how are you feeling about <laughs> about today's game? Your general feel on it? Well, I feel really good about today's game. Uh, before we go on, congrats to Mike for making the championship in the Cowboys' own league. I know, uh, yeah, it's me and you. Yeah, we're playing each other. I don't feel good about that one at all, I can say that. <laughs> but this one I feel a lot better about, especially just considering all the injuries that the other team is dealing with. And, um, I mean, you talk about the quarterback position. They pull a guy off the practice squad instead of letting their rookie, probably future of the uh, franchise, get some yeah. well, must-needed snaps. They pretty much let you know they they threw the towel in. They're not even giving this guy a chance to yeah. get some snaps in a primetime game just to get, get a look in. The receivers. Because the receivers are all playing for the probably the first time all year. <laughs> they have all three receivers for the first time, but they don't have the quarterback playing. So. Just, it it, you know. it does seem like they're treating this very much like a preseason game. Yeah. When you look at when you look at how it's going. Um, but I mean, you know, let's hit the news and updates on this thing, guys, and we'll 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 start the show because there's a little bit to get. We'll just start with <laughs> With the uh, we'll just start with the cowboy side, I think is a bit easier, isn't it? Okay, so first of all, Tony Pollard's not going to play, he has been mm. ruled out. He flew with the team, they've done whatever necessary bits and pieces they wanted to take. 
uh, are looked to decide. They have come out already and decided that's a no-no. They have yeah. decided to not go with Tony Pollard. LV is out this week as well. So, uh, <clears throat> so obviously, I think that is going to be it for LVE for the regular season. They're certainly not going to play him in Washington. Next time we will see him is more than likely going to be the first playoff game, which is going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, but here's a question for you guys. Um, looking at how it's all fallen, would you? how confident do you feel at this stage with the uh, Cowboys playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because you know, Tom Brady's always been a bit of a kryptonite to the Cowboys. I think, we've, you know, we've seen the offence in the last couple of weeks. We've put up 36.6 points a game. I think it is the last four or five weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, from that point of view, it's looking good. But, I mean, you, the last thing you want is Tampa Bay keeping it close and going into that fourth quarter with Brady. You know, Brady seems to turn it on in that fourth quarter. And you know how many how many game winning um, fourth yeah. quarters has he had this season? I mean, yeah. um, it's you know he he just seems to turn it on right at the right time and bring it back. And then there's the whole thing of you know can can Kellen Moore um, create a scheme that doesn't uh, doesn't conform to what Tampa Bay's defense is expecting. So, mm-hmm. mm. you know, Tampa Bay is probably the most frustrating team in the NFL today. <laughs> if you if you look at the roster, I mean, they're loaded at the skill position. Yes, oh, yeah. but they're barely yeah. averaging twenty points a game. It's it's the weirdest thing, and they have Tom Brady, like you said, which I mean, they're. Barely scoring ten points, and then the Tom last... Brady looks like a fossil now, though. Right, in fitness. But in the last three, four minutes of the game, he tur- he flips the switch and turns into old Tom Brady, and he, <laughs> and he seems to pull it off three or four times a year. So, yeah, um, it's just all about will they do it against us? Um, I I think compared to the last time we played them, we're a much different team offensively. Very much, yeah, agree. Yeah, and um. I think that'll help us out. Um, it's just all about if our defense can tap back into it and um, not let that offense get its rhythm, which they haven't all year. But don't let don't let us be the first time. Yeah. All right. So here it is on the other side. Are you ready, guys? So this is it on the Tennessee side that we're not going to see. So obviously Ryan Tannehill, uh, he's been sent to by us. We're not we're not going to see him. The backup. As we just talked about, he's not playing. So now we're playing a guy who was taking the exact same draft pick one year later as Dak Prescott. Exact same number. (laughs) (laughs) Just one year apart. Uh, Derek Henry, he's out. As we mentioned, Jeffrey Simmons is out. You already mentioned, Marcus, about Nicholas Petit-Free. He's out. Their safety, Armani Hooker. He's not going to be playing. Um, so that's not looking good. Uh, Bud Dupree uh, doesn't look like it. Zach Cunningham. No, he's out. He's definitely out. Yeah. Zach Cunningham, Dylan Cole, and a uh, slot corner, Josh Thompson, plays outside corner too, mm-hmm. uh, are all looking out. So that means they are playing with, uh, that's correct, Austin Henry is not playing tonight. Um <laughs> 
Um, and uh, yes, so it's going to be backup linebackers playing. Um, it's going to be backup cornerbacks and safeties playing. So it's very, it's very shoddy uh, what's going on over there. Like you say, though, Marcus, the one thing that is going for them is they get in a rookie wide receiver to finally play with a, or all the other wide receivers, which has mm-hmm. been a long time, especially when you think with Austin Hooper in the mix too. Uh, and that's all they're really going to see. It seems weird why I don't get why they're not going to play Malik. It's, it, it seems very yeah. strange when this is a good time. If you're going to treat this side of the, the, the season for them as like a preseason, um, yeah, yeah. Play, play your rookie quarterback. It doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, can anyone make head or tail why they've done that? And the other problem is if they make a playoff run, he's your quarterback. So you're yep. pulling a guy who had he's was played it three games all year. He's played three, four games. Yep. And you're two weeks from the playoffs, and you're gonna pull him from a game where he's getting all his receivers for the first time. It's, it's just a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I can't make heads or tails of it. I can't. I don't know why they've done that. And the thing, the thing is, who, who's the the guy they drafted? The sh- um the the quarterback that, from that's Malik Willis. This is the yeah, guy like, that they've dropped. Yeah, yeah they're not, he's not even starting. It's the Dobbs, yeah. whatever his name is. Right. Um, like so, Josh even Dobbs. that. Yeah, Josh Dobbs is like wow. It's it's like well, they really are pulling out just the practice squad out for, for this game, pretty much. So and it kind of brings up to this quite a comment from Austin Powers saying we can't lose this now, can we? Well, here's the thing. Right, I'm gonna say. Anything can bloody happen, as we we have noticed with yeah. Jacksonville and the way how we played against uh, Houston, and we were lucky to win that game. We were lucky to win that. So I'm saying I'm saying this right now is so, that uh, we better not take this for granted. This all has shades of the Texans game because it, it does. You know, the Texans elevated a, a practice squad player, and you know. <laughs> They actually played a two-headed monster at QB, you know, perhaps. Now, obviously, they're saying Malik Willis isn't starting, but, you know, is there a potential that they're going to end up playing two quarterbacks throughout this game? And, you know, the the Josh Dobbs has only just been announced today, as far as I'm aware. I mean, yeah. that seems... Literally you know, about so, two or three hours ago, yep. in fact. So, so Dallas has done all of its advanced scouting and, you know, um, prepared for Malik Willis. They know what his strengths and weaknesses are. Josh Dobbs has only played 17 snaps in his entire NFL career. Um, you know, he, he's been in the league six years and he's only played um, something like six games or something like that. Um, you know, and it's been mop-up duty for, you know, when Big Ben's gone out or yeah. whatever. Um, you know, so this is... <laughs> It's a bit of gamesmanship almost that, you know, that they're hoping that, you know, yes, with all the other guys that they're having to settle, um, you know, they're looking for a spark that might get them a win, you know, off on the off chance. Um, and, you know, by confusing our our um, advanced scouting and all that, maybe, the, maybe they do get, uh, they get lucky and get the win. It yeah. has it has no bearing on their season because obviously they need to be ready for next week against Jacksonville. So, yeah, but, well, here's, here's the question I've got for you guys, right? You, you were saying we better not win, uh, <laughs> better not lose this game, mm-hmm. right? 
let, let's take into the account now that the Eagles are playing the Saints. So, hmm, um, the Cowboys, for argument's sakes, if they did lose this game, uh, is it the end of the world, really? Doesn't really change much. Doesn't change our position at all. I mean, no. it'd, just be, it'd just be annoying that we, we just lost to a practice squad team, but yeah, in, hind- in, in hindsight, like... I know, but, I'm not I, I'm not saying, it, you know, it's a thing, you know, I'm just saying as a hypothetical. It, yeah, I mean, it's such a worse situation. If we, if we lose this game, I mean, who cares? We're still in the playoffs, we've rested some players, we're going into Washington, um, similar Rest situation. Yeah, pretty much, and just making sure that we're fully tuned up for this um, wild card game, which is likely to be the Buccaneers, like, yeah. like you mentioned. Yeah, so, I mean, if we, if we, if we, oh, oh, sorry, Lorna, I was just going to say, on top of that, if we do win and the Eagles lose, then it just brings a bit more excitement, like to that final yeah. game of the final oh, game. Yeah, of the year. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, go on. we don't, because Lloyd just pointed out uh, in the comments there, so we just don't, we still don't know what the situation is with um, Jalen Hurts' shoulder right now. No. So yeah, we don't know. Yep. I mean, the only one I'd feel really sorry for if we lose this game, I mean, Dave Hellman's going to have to face it. It'll be unbearable for him, you know. But um, other than that, we're in the playoffs. We can't, other than Philadelphia losing out and us winning out, you know, there's nothing we can do to, to get out of the, the fifth seed and a trip to whoever the, the NFC South uh, division champion is, which here's yeah, one looks, for like, you, right? looks like Tampa Bay. So, yeah, here's one for you though, Lorne. Right? This is this is a crazy one, and it's gonna give you the shivers. Now, if the Cowboys win, and we go to Washington, and the Cowboys beat Washington, <laughs> right? What ha- happens now because of that? If Green Bay win their next two games. They are now in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the Cowboys... Oh, Aaron no, Rodgers. no, 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 no. We can't have that. <laughs> we, we, can, we, we cannot have... Like, we, have even the, even the idea of Green Bay being in the playoffs this year just blows my bloody mind. Like, did, does anyone not remember? Like, like, don't get me wrong, Like, we lost to them, yes. But the week before, when they were in London, that fourth down interception against the Giants was absolutely one of the worst things I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers do. And he's been like that throughout this whole year. And don't forget the two or three he had against Detroit also. That's right. Mm. Here's a crazy one. And this is where they would meet. That if Green Bay, because we would help Green Bay get in by beating Washington, right? (laughs) Honestly, at this point now, I'd rather take the loss. <laughs> I'm being serious. See, see how it comes full circle, but I'm y- being serious. I rather take the loss. This is where the Cowboys would meet Green Bay. That Green Bay would have to beat the Eagles. We would have to then win our divisional, which then means we would meet Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, at Dallas. At Dallas. Yeah, yeah I that's mean, right. I mean, certainly the playoffs are. You know, if Green Bay get in. You're you're talking about. Potentially the worst uh, options for you. You got Tampa Bay, you got <laughs> Philadelphia, you got San Francisco, you got Green Bay. You know, all of whom we, in recent years we've had hellish um, encounters with in the playoffs. Um, you know that that's quite scary. That is quite scary. I mean, that that would keep me up a few nights. 
I'm just going to bring up some more. I'm just, I'm just going to bring up some more comments here. Samuel, I get what you're saying. Rogers is playing worse, but he still beat us. When we, he's the kryptonite. He, he is literally a kryptonite. Like, we'll have him. Don't worry. We've got something from him. I thought we had something from him back in week eight. <laughs> and we didn't beat him. And don't uh, forget, he has all his receivers now also. Yeah, that's correct. And Christy Watson's on fire. Watson's on fire. And he had to pick us as that game to really kickstart his season, right. didn't he? <laughs> No, no. And Romeo Dobbs is actually his favorite receiver, and he oh, has Yeah, yeah. So they could be scary. Yeah. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of Green Bay. I am sick of the fact they're just kryptonite to us. Yeah. It's like we have, they're we annoying. do have a better team on paper, and like when you look at the season right now, we are the better team. But whenever we go up against Green Bay in recent years, they seem to elevate and really catch us off guard, and we look <laughs> absolute dung. So we do. <laughs> but I just thought I'd throw that to you guys. It's just a little, just to add some extra hot sauce into the, uh, into See the conversation. See what you started, mate? See what you've started? Yeah, I start a lot of things. I just set oh. these up for you guys. I just set them up. But here we go then. All right, let's get into the Cowboys offense versus the Titans defense, whatever's going on there, and we'll hit this. Uh, we'll get this show back on track, is it? <laughs> No more Green Bay. Okay. No more. I'll be doing that again. All right. Um, yes. So a bit of a, a bit of a weird one because, as I say, uh, Pollard isn't playing. They are going to be played back. Uh, they have elevated uh, a center from the practice squad in as well. Um, yep. So we've got the whole echo going on. Um, so I expect there. I don't know what you guys will just start with the offensive line. Do you think there's going to be a lot of line shuffling going on today? I know it's not something that's normal with your best five guys, but with the way this game is going and Tyron Smith, keep him healthy. Um, you know, we've had issues on the right tackle already. Do we do a bit of line shuffling, trying to keep everyone healthy and fresh? Uh, I think we're going to have to know. Yeah. In, in my opinion, if we're going to do it, this is the best game to do it because yeah. they're missing their entire de interior defensive line. Well, they're missing three of the four starters. And then they're also missing their two linebackers. So if there's any time to play around with the interior of your line, it's today. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, though? Well, the, the one thing is, obviously, they've they've made a pickup recently. They've got Terrell Basham on their roster mm -hmm. now. So, yeah. you know... You may he, not play, he, yeah, well, but I mean, he'll he'll have um, given given away a few clues across the Tennessee as well. So um, know the strengths and the weaknesses of going against these guys in practice week in week out. Um, but I, I think I think first half we'll we'll stick with the main offense, and and then you're probably talking that you you start doing the shuffling in the second half, assuming the game is is in hand by that point in time. Um, Lovely. Yeah, you you yeah. you went to a very beautiful segue for me there, Lorne. <laughs> I'll let you answer first, actually, on that one. Um, how far into the game do we get before and hypothetical again? But how deep or what score do you get to before you decide to pull Dak? Twenty-five, tw tw 25 points plus. 
I'd say anything anything above twenty five points, then bring Rush in. You mean uh twenty five total or twenty five point differential? Differential. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so that's at any stage of the game. And I would say twenty five plus in the first quarter. Okay, so you're still going third quarter. What about you, Marcus? I, I agree with Paul. I, I think you got to let them play through the half. That way you can at least come out with your quarterback at halftime and, and get them prepped for what he's saying. I don't mm-hmm. think – it would have to be really embarrassing for them to pull them before halftime. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a starter pull before halftime, even in a just blowout game. So that, that, would be, that would be interesting. And plus, if we were blowing them out, I mean – we're just gonna run the ball a thousand times anyway, yeah. so yeah, just to kill um, the clock and exactly just run it down. Yep, exactly. Hmm. So, would you beat? Would you pull Zeke too? Because they have raised Allison I, from the I, I definitely, I would one hundred percent pull Zeke out because I want to see more of Davis coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. every time he does come in, he has that little bit of explosion. I would love to see more of that, yeah. and also it just gives other teams more to think about. Like you and there's could be new installations for um Kellen Moore to add in for like you know what we could use Davis for this particular play and make the defenses think like oh you know what I mean so yeah I want to see more Davis pretty much yeah and I mean obviously this is uh, if I'm if I'm right this is the third elevation of Allison as well so um you really need to decide what you're doing with him because he reverts to if you if you re- revert and pass him back off again i mean he'll he'll go into waivers and somebody will likely pick him up for the, mm-hmm. the end of the season so um you you might have to evaluate whether you make a roster spot for him um or hope hope that he sneaks back on the practice squad again um so you want to see you want to see him. I think Hoffman, the the centre as well, is also a a third third time elevation as well. So mm-hmm. um, again, you, you're doing your roster injections for next year as well. You know, with these guys as well. So um, we just need to see how that goes as well. So, but yeah, I mean, the last thing you want is Zeke playing and taking the ball thirty carries or something, and then on carried 29 he you know he pulls up lame or something like that you know mm-hmm. um especially in what's a, a fairly meaningless game yeah. in terms of things well we since you guys brought up me ask this question yeah so um the biggest concern about jason peters is just wear and tear mm-hmm. hey, if, yeah. if we get to the point where it's the playoffs and i mean it's what three games do you think about making the shift go tiring Tyler on the left side and hope Peters can hold up for three games. It just seems to be with him. It seems to be that it's, it's he always seems to be on a snap count. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when you watch him. Yeah. Like, I, and you know, it seems to be that once he's around that, like whatever number they've dedicated to, they will not go beyond that with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't so think I don't, he's, I don't think he's even made that. I mean, that first game back for Tyron, it was meant to be 50-50 in terms of the 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 number of plays that they played. And I think um, Peters only played something like eleven plays, and yeah, then you know Smith, Smith ended up playing the rest. So mm-hmm. um, you know it, it was certainly skewed. And I don't think it was a okay. Peters came down at one point and had to come out because he was injured or 
you know, take yeah. a couple of plays out that way. But um, I don't think he, to be honest, I don't think he's got the tread on the tires left. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, you know, he is he is a forty year old man, and you know he's playing like one, unfortunately. So, yeah. but you know, you know, the benefit has been there that he certainly has made Tyler Smith the man he he is. Um, but we haven't actually seen the on field performance from him. I mean, there has been glimpses of Peters out there, especially in the run block, and I thought, like, but you're right in saying that the, the, his age is uh, has kind of game and show in terms of in the pass protection, and I don't know if it was just because maybe he was a wee bit uncomfortable um, just kind of being in, like, with the, I don't know, but, uh, but if, I mean, for what you're expecting from a 40-plus-year-old guy, um, offensive lineman, I think he's done all right considering, but I wouldn't want to be too harsh. But he is, and he has basically been brought in to fill in the fill in the void whenever it's needed. That's, mm-hmm. that's and he's done that. He has done that. So you can't we can't be too um, demanding of him because yeah, he is going to be a future um, Hall of Famer, um, whatever or not. Um, I mean, when you look at his accolades and stuff like that as well, what he's done in the past, he's a fantastic player. But you just know like. The way his position is in his career right now, he is just there to kind of help plug in and play and just keep everything pieced together right now. And mm-hmm. he's been doing that. Mm. Yes. Um, okay, here's my next question. Do we consider, after last week as well, the performance? C.D. Lamb is a wide receiver one? 1,000%. Yeah. Yep. We're yep. all there now. Yeah, 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 like I mean, don't get me wrong, it was quite questionable at the start of the season and stuff like that with the drop passes and that. But since the whole rumor mill of OBJ kicked in, he really stepped up his game. He has been playing like like a man possessed out there. Yeah. So um fair play to CD Lamb. He's definitely made a lot of critics eat their words right now. Yeah. yeah, and we also we got to give Kellen Moore a little bit of credit because absolutely, yeah, yeah, he's been moving CD Lamb everywhere, and he's been putting in the pre-snap, right? Exactly, something he's never done in in his career yeah. as an offensive coordinator, and he's putting him in situations where he gets legitimate mismatches, which yeah. is something else we never saw him do before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, got to give him credit where credit's due, and CD's been taking advantage of it in every aspect of the game. Yeah, yeah, I, and. Yeah, I, I think CD, 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 no. go on, go, 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 go. CD, CD's a, CD, yeah, CD's a top 10 receiver in this league at the moment in terms of the stats. I think he's nine catches off 100 receptions as well, which, I mean, that just goes to show that he is a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, as, as I said on Tuesday, he's, he's, you know, it's been a slow progression, but he has taken on that mantle this year. And as as Paul says, all the all the rumor mill stuff about OBJ, that's when it really sort of kicked into gear. And you you saw it with Gallup as well. Gallup's coming on as well. He's he's returning. Um, I think the offense, the certainly the passing offense has got better as as the season's gone on, which you know is is different to last year, where you know. Obviously, the running game went down and the passing game wasn't there to take it up. So, um, again, it's it's looking beneficial to us. But, um, yeah. 
Yeah, and another thing I noticed as well, I don't know what you guys seen, that the last few games as well, we're sticking with the wide receivers, CD Lamb being used a lot on clearing routes. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that as much last week. He seemed to be a little bit more involved, um, which is good to see. Uh, but how, how do you guys think fits better? Using Michael Gallup as that, it's not, not a decoy. He's on those those deep clearing routes, which obviously you've always got to do that. Um, depends which guy you're going to use that from. But is it better to have Michael Gallup in on the mix or just to keep on clearing? Which 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 fits better, especially for CD Lamb? I know it's an awkward one. Yeah, uh, it is awkward because Noah Brown's been doing really well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you don't want to you don't want to say uh, Gallup should be involved. Because remember, you got Ty Hilton taking right. I was I was trying to get to that too because yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty only played twelve snaps last week, and one of them was to both of both of his targets were huge plays. Mm-hmm. And um, going back and looking at the all twenty two, his other ten, he was doing a lot of uh, clearing st- clearing routes too. Definitely. So that's another person who can do some of that. It, Michael Gallup is really just seeing what he can give you going into the playoffs right now. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I, I hate to... Because be, be, last time you was on, Marcus, me and you spoke about the difference between Michael Gallup and T.Y. Hilton. Right. Especially as a deep receiver. Right. <laughs> and ironically... Then, levels to it, right. <laughs> yeah. And we go and see both aspects of that then. Exactly. Um, so it's quite funny. Um, yeah. <sighs> Because I, I just put it, the, the, the thing I'm wondering is, are they doing it because Michael Gap is letting that we don't know about, letting the coaching staff know he's just not c- completely 100% right from the ACL? Mm-hmm. Is that a factor, perhaps, guys? Do you think? I, th- I think it always is. I mean, a player coming back from an ACL injury, yeah, they can they can be physically on the field, but they're not back to. <laughs> the you know pre-injury um position until probably a good six or seven games in if nothing else maybe even a year down the line you know mm-hmm. you may be having to wait you may be having to wait the following season so um i think it is just taking a bit of time to get back and you know th- there will be that little niggle same with Dak i mean Dak's only just starting to run out the pocket now and and scramble um with any um authority as such you know he's not scrambling straight for the sideline he is he is going down the middle of the field now and he is uh, knocking people over as well as he's running as well but um you know you certainly saw last year he was a bit ginger on on his legs when he when he was forced to run um you know and th- that's you know that's maybe the mental aspect of it that you know that you're coming back from a, a fairly serious injury. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a, uh, I just, I, I'm wondering, I, and like, you know, with T.Y. Hilton coming in, he's just going to, um, he's going to absorb attention. He's going to take away some of the snaps and targets from Michael Gallup. So it's a bit of a, bit of a, an odd one, what you're going to do, especially as you come into playoff, um, 
you know, these playoff games where, it's, it, you know, all the pressure's on. Yeah. But let's get to the def. Oh, go on. We're going to say something there, Paul. No, no, no. No. All right, let's get to the defense and we'll move this one on. All right. Interesting one, this one, because we asked Cowboys Cam fan this one too. So I'm going to ask you, Marcus, mm-hmm. where have the sacks gone? You know, that's a great question. Um, I think I think it's really boiling down to Micah's running out of gas. And and Micah's, Micah's dealing with something that, that we don't know about in terms of either an illness or, or injuries. But there's a combination of things where um, I think playing those extended snaps at the edge are starting to catch up to him. Mm-hmm. And I think the team has really relied on his energy to kind of be the engine that drives the sack numbers. And I feel like we're back at that point now where we were the past couple of years where everybody starts to kind of look at D-Law and we're seeing that D-Law isn't the sack guy. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's He's just not the guy where if it's third and eight, you can rely on him to either beat one-on-one or um, have enough attention drawn to him to open it up for somebody else. So, and, and you go back to last week, Michael Parsons getting that time out and, and they gave it to him. I've never seen D-Law do that before, ever. Mm. I've seen situations like that where D-Law's not even on the field. So that just yeah. tells you the difference yeah. between those two guys and how much of an impact Micah Parsons has on that um on that pass that pass rush. And, and we're and we're losing that with him just going further along into the year. I just want to bring up this comment. Um I don't know if it would be such a great idea having Randy Gregory now. Uh, not not after that Denver game, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that, the, the Denver game, that Denver team man, have you seen it on the sideline? Like, mm-hmm. you know, people are saying about Randy Gregory punching. So they were punching each other on the yep. sideline over there. Oh, was it the court- each other around, quarterback? That's right. Yeah. The backer quarterback and the offensive lineman. Yeah. That's, that's why their front office had to make a move this week and, and firing Josh McDaniel. Uh, sorry, Hackett. Hackett, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then uh, you, you see Hackett's come out and said that, you know, what what can I do? Yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson's thrown more, has more bathrooms and touchdown passes that he's thrown this season. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's yeah. other things I've seen as well where they're like, oh, um, yeah, well, Russell Wilson, he's he's got more um, parking spaces and offices. At, at right. the, and he's just like, quarterback has his own office. Mm-hmm. Very weird, whatever's yeah. going on over there. <laughs> but before we turn into the Broncos podcast, let's get this back on track. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. Because um, I feel the issue isn't it, okay, you can talk about the edge, but for me, it's the inside at the moment. The yeah. inside is just getting very little pressure for whatever reason. And I think a little bit of it, a play, a, 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 a opposing defensive or offensive coordinators, I should say, are keyed in on the fact of how much we twist and stunt. Because mm-hmm. we do it a lot. And yep. they're just like going, right, just hold back because they are going to twist on you. And when they do, 
and like these teams are doing it, you're now seeing like players Golston, Osa, Neville Gallimore, all those guys, they're getting very little pressure. I mean, like you go look at the last three games, there's like a, zero sacks and in each game between like five guys, there'll be like less than a dozen pressures. But here's the thing, though, mate. I keep seeing this. It's like when, when depending on the offense, it's like if they're running like an RPO or a quick screen or a quick pass, the pressures are not necessarily going to count because it's not going to, the ball's away off too quickly. They're not going to be in yeah. that in the face of the. Oh, no, yeah, that, 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 but that, yeah, that's what I'm on about. They're scheming. Yeah. They're scheming, knowing how yeah. how we're playing. Yeah, I mean. The the other thing I've heard as well, uh, Brian was ta- uh, Brian Broadus was talking about this this week that you know there has in the last couple of games as well there hasn't been calls against um, our opponents' offensive line holding calls, putting them into second, yeah, and third, and long and what have you. Yeah. So you're not getting yourself into a typical pass rush situation. So you are still yeah. having to worry yeah. about the run. We've certainly we've gone against both the Texans and the Eagles who were employing a sort of run pass option offense. Um, you know, and the one sack that we did get was against um the Jacksonville Jaguars who weren't really doing that as much. Um so that's that seems to be how to how to beat the Cowboys defense at the moment, or at least slow down the Cowboys defense is is do this RPO. Um, tactic, which is again probably why um, Tennessee are probably doing this uh, major sort of reallocation of their their offensive um, starters this week. So, uh, let me can I ask a question? Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but a bit pet, a big pet peeve of mine the past couple of weeks is they only rush Micah on the on the defensive right side. Like, yeah, why not let them take advantage of mismatches more? Because yeah. Lane Johnson went out last week, and mm-hmm. I'm just begging. We got a backup tackle in. Let Micah go over there and do what he does. Why are we putting him against a top three offensive tackle every single play? Let let him get a breather and go against a lesser talent, talented guy, and maybe that'll open some things up for other guys. I know. It's, I mean, it, you, you go back to Houston game. They did the same thing with Laramie Tunsil. Uh, Jacksonville, their tackle got hurt, but they didn't shift him around in that game either. And I think Cam I, Smith was out there. Cam Robinson was out that game. Yeah, I think again, that's maybe a sign that Micah's, you know, he's Could he's not a hundred percent. That you know, you're not you're not shifting them around. So, you know, maybe there is something to it that he has a. A weakness on one side, so you know you're you're trying to put him in the best position by playing him on one side. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he doesn't like getting same... checked. Yeah. yeah. When well, he think, like he's, well, if he's on that side, when you think about it, you've got a big body over there who doesn't mind getting. Well, let's, let's be honest, like, and you know yourself, Marcus. We all have a preference, and you, you too, Loy, uh, Lauren. Like we all have a preference. Yeah. What side do we like to play in the line? Like. I always, prefer, I always prefer to play on the left. Like, that was always me. Um, like, well, left side on defense and left side on the O-line. But I think for this, I think we like, the Parsons, like, going up against all these good guys, like, he did make a comment saying he wants to go, always go up against the best O-line to prove a point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just really come back to bite him in the back because he's now overexerted himself now. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the only explanation. He's basically saying, yeah, I can do that. It's like, you know what, I've actually tired. I've actually exhausted all my energy on this now. I'd like, time out, time out. So yeah. we saw that against the Eagles there. Yeah. 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 I mean, because the other side of this, because a lot of people are complaining, that the Cowboys in the last three games ranked second worst in passing yards allowed. And they're pointing directly at the secondary, mm -hmm. which is beaten up. They've taken their licks, especially when you we, we've talked about depth and the bodies were certainly there. Jerome Bland has stepped up uh, yes. <laughs> to a point, yep. and we'll talk about him now. But uh, Anthony Brand goes down, and now we're playing jiggery pokery over on that side, trying to figure out who's the what and the where. Mm -hmm. We know it's not Kelvin Joseph. I'm yes. quite happy they've given up on that experiment. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Nation right, not too bad, but is he the answer? You, you know, I um, I took. I, I'm not a corner guy. I put this out there before anybody says anything. <laughs> I, I'm strictly interior. Offense, defensive guy, but just going back and watching the games and kind of just looking for tendencies, it looks like Wright's problem is feet, footwork. Yes, it is. It is. It's violent. Yes. Yeah. When he doesn't move his feet at the snap, he looks like a completely different player. When he when he gets off the line and he his feet are active and he keeps his toes in front of him, he's on every play, mm -hmm. every single time. I noticed that. But when the ball is snapped. And he's standing there flat foot. It's game over. He's yeah. he's done. Yeah, I th I think I th that's I an issue. Sounds. Go on. Sorry, Lord. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I agree. I mean, that that seems to be his problem. Even as a rookie last year in the and mm. then preseason this year, you were seeing, you know, if you can get him, you know, the the receivers coming off the line, chops him, you know, making it go one way and then go the other way. Put that double move on him, and you know he—that's when he got his flat feet, and he'd get he'd get tangled up, and he couldn't get started again. Mm -hmm. um, where where you're, and I think what you're seeing is Dallas are because obviously you're you're normally putting digs in right against the their number one receiver. Mm -hmm. You're probably seeing Dallas are playing more man than zone this year, mm -hmm. um, and I would say that Nashon Wright. Maybe even Kelvin Joseph, they're probably better zone corners. They're not that good at the 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 sort of man press coverage. Mm -hmm. uh, Bland as well. Bland's undersized as far as Dan Quinn's concerned in some respects, uh, which is why he's probably better as a, a as a nickel corner. But you know he he stepped up a little bit as well and in the last game there, playing outside as well. But um, yeah, I mean. Kelvin Joseph, I think, obviously, it's an uphill struggle for him next year to make the, the team. Um, yeah. Great great special teams player, but secondary is a problem. Um, I think, you know, we're certainly going to have to put draft resources in. And it just goes to show what Anthony Brown has given us, that, you know, in Everybody the time that he's gone down, everybody's sort of saying, well, maybe maybe it wasn't as bad as, as we all right. thought. You know, We all took a drop off. off. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And that was something we was trying to tell everybody. is that, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown are two different cornerbacks. But Anthony Brown and everybody else on that depth chart <laughs> is fairly different too. Exactly. Skills yeah. 
Uh, and going back to the Nation Right thing is that Nation Right is like six foot four. So I think a lot of his issues, like when you were talking about his feet and trying to get, especially on backpedaling, is what people complain about. Is I think it's just down to size that the guy is so big. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. lot to, it's a lot of body to coordinate. Yeah. I, yeah. I would send him every South Gardner video clip I could find because that kid mm -hmm. gets it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is flying. But talking of Source Gardner, um, who's maybe the best cornerback uh rookie this year oh hands is, down is Duran bland though is he no. could he overtake source i don't from a popularity standpoint no no because, yeah. <laughs> no because with the value of what <clears throat> source gardner has been a first round draft pick he's actually making the new york jets relevant mm -hmm. so and that's not a dig towards the organization it's just a fact because that's the only player that seems to be getting any positivity in that whole squad it's not Zach Wilson that's for sure um, <laughs> um but yeah and with likes of their own brand like no one like expected him to be how much of an impact this guy's done so uh, he deserves recognition 100 but mm -hmm. if you're asking me who's going to win it you're going to have to give it to Sauce Garner because at the end of the day it's more of a popularity contest more than anything it always is yeah yeah they all, it's always it's always going to go down to the first rounders or a standout second rounder. New York market. There, yeah, I don't think there, there's ever been any history with an undrafted or a fifth or sixth round, whatever, has ever won rookie of the year. I don't think that's ever happened. The only the only way I'd counter that is that, you know, obviously Dak and Zeke entered the league at the same time and obviously yeah. Dak won the offensive player of the year, yeah. uh, rookie of the year in 2016 oh. while, while Zeke still had Zeke led the league in rushing and all that you know but Zeke was a first rounder Dak was a fourth rounder mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe the whole you know like the fifth momentum shift fifth, yeah. yeah fifth yeah, rounder's yeah. not meant to do anything maybe. in his first season and know, then maybe maybe that does work in his favor, but I, I will say it will be a bit of a surprise if yeah. Brian does get it, but it'll be thoroughly deserved. I will say that. I, I think there's too much working against him. Then you talk about yeah. him being a slot corner and sauce is going up against Jamar Chase and guys like that every week and still putting up and still stopping them from putting up production. That's gonna really hurt him. The, 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 other the, the other thing as well about Bland is that might work in his favourite is his interceptions have been the case of him ripping the ball away from receivers as yeah. well. Strength. So, you know, so it's strength. It's not a case of, you know, being in position. Well, he is in position, but it's not like he's been, the, the ball's been thrown directly to him. He's actually gone and ripped it, taken it away from a receiver. After catch point. Make, and, yeah. Make mm -hmm. the catch, yeah. So yeah, that might yeah. work in his favor as well. Here's a crazy bit: is that Deron Bland is on five interceptions for the year. That is second most in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Wild. And when you stop yep. and you think about it, that you... isn't as a starter until only the last couple of weeks. Yep. And even when you think at the start of the season, he wasn't even playing snaps. Yep. yep. It was only when Jalen got injured he really started playing a bit more. And here's the thing, like nearly every one of his interceptions are being absolute ball hawk esque. Like he mm. is so determined right. to get that ball. Yeah, there's he's been just, no luck on his side. It's oh yeah. like like he sees yeah. like he actually rips the ball 
off yeah. receivers it's to get like it. It's not like tipped passes and he's catching no, them. No, it's like pure like physicality. It's I've got to get there. Like get there first. Yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, exceptional. All right, before we get to the score predictions, which we'll get from everybody, I only want to give one little shout out to uh, the NFL's individual point scoring leader this year, which is Brett Maher. Mm-hmm. He has scored individually 188, uh, 128 points, which ranks first. That's three points more than Justin Tucker. All right. And he's not in the Pro Bowl. And he's not in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Which goes back to your point, Paul. It's all about popularity. It's all yeah, about yeah, exactly. It's all about the name. But I'm sorry, but for us and the fact that you would have found with Maher's story being coming back and people were writing him off, it would have been like, if, if not anything, it should be comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. It should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the only thing I would say, Myers, I'm quite happy with. Myers, I think, is 96% on the season um, for his kicks. So you can understand why that's there. You know, Maher's got a slightly a lower percentage there but um at this at the same time i think we were talking somebody had mentioned there on tuesday that um jake elliott's been signed to the squad as well and jake elliott spent um time out this season um you know he he was injured they they brought in dicker for a couple they brought in dicker for a couple of weeks he hasn't been great this season other than being on a on a, a league leading team in the in the dirty birds um you know that's that's why he's getting it because the the eagles are putting up points and he's he's getting lots of lots of extra point kicks lots of field goals that sort of thing um but maher's certainly done a job i mean you know we were all going into the season oh christ we've got you know You've got you've got rid of Zorline, who Zorline is having a bad season up in uh, New York. Um, you know, we were looking at two guys going into the season; they didn't pan out, and you know, they, we were all going, "Wait a minute! The best that you can do is bring Brett Maher back." And Brett Maher has certainly risen to ex- risen to to above all expectations. You know, so yeah, well, yeah. I, I I said, Lauren, like even when. When there was the whole kicker competition, we knew it was a disaster going into the season. Like hallelujah, and whoever's name was, I can't even remember the other kickers we had then. Right. And we brought and when we heard the, the news, of, yeah. And when we heard the news of Brett Maher coming back, our first reactions was like, Oh no. Like that was our first reaction. Yep. And I will get I I I I was one of those people. I was not in favor of it, and by goodness, Brett Maher has completely shut me the hell up. We like, did a comical video about it. Yeah, we did. Like, <laughs> like so, he Whoops. deserves every bit of praise right now. He deserves everything going from, and he deserves a shout out in that Pro Bowl. He mm. should be an alternate, if anything. Yep. You never know. You never know at this stage. Uh, my, come back, come back, the come back player of the year, definitely. Yeah. Yep. But before we go to game predictions, I want to bring up two defensive points. I got a guy I want to talk about, and then I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Alexander. Okay. I talked about this before we even last time I was on the show. Yeah. And I told everybody Alexander was going to be the guy to watch because I know everybody loves Mullen with the height, weight, speed. Mm-hmm. He played in limited snaps, and he looked really good if you go back and watch. I mean, he gave up the slant to AJ Brown for like a first down. But it's AJ, AJ Brown, Brown in the slot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody can guard yep. that. 
Mm-hmm. Outside of that, he gave up nothing. He was in position every time. Um, they were playing him more in man. It allowed Bland to go outside and play against better receivers and help shut them down, doing better than uh, um, Nashawn Wright. So just something for you guys to pay attention to this week and going <laughs> forward, the emergence of Mackenzie Alexander as more of an inside guy to get your best three out there. Uh, yeah. The question I have. Yes. And maybe one of you guys can answer this. Why is Cox not getting any snaps? Dude, I, I, mean, I said that in Tuesday's show. I have, we still have no idea what is wrong with your bro talks. We I didn't are... know Gifford was active and he played. Gifford actually had, looked all right. Gifford he did look all right, but I didn't expect to see him play half the game. Yeah. I think it, I... it's just, it's time. It's because we got asked this in the mailbag on Blogging the Boys. And my answer was uh-huh. uh, simply the guys ahead of him on the depth chart are just better. They okay. they they've given him his chances. He's played special team snaps, so they know what he can do. Yeah. So, but they're not even giving him that now. But yeah. it's obviously that the coaches have looked at him, gone, mm, "That's what we've got," and they don't like it. And Damone Clark, yeah. Anthony Barr. I know Anthony Barr's got problems hey, in pass coverage, Clark, but you what? Sorry. Shout out to Damone Clark. He is yeah, like, oh, a guy that is, was not supposed to play at all this year. Mm-hmm. And the guy that, yeah. the, like, here's the here's the ironic thing, right? Jabril Cox was supposed to play this year. Damone Clark was Clark. not supposed to play this year. Yeah, yeah. And now it's flipped over the other way about. Damone Clark's playing football and playing pretty well, whereas yeah. Jabril Cox is not actually getting onto the field. It, it's mind baffling. When you look as well, it's the type of game Jabril Cox, the type of linebacker he is. He's supposed to be, he's all part of that that new wave of type of off-ball linebacker that's coming yeah. in linebacker that you're seeing in college at the moment. Yeah, and when you think like where the Cowboys struggle isn't that. Where they're struggling is to stop the run and you can't read. You can use Jabril Cox in that sense, but he's not going to last long playing that type of style of football. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. I, I'm when you look at the rest of the guys that are on the depth chart and the linebacker core, yeah. they're all just better at what they they need him to do. Yep. I was asking the same question about Francis Bernard three years no. ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Similar thing. Same thing. Similar thing. Yeah. Yeah, we it's, were it's really on a high hype train with Francis Bernard when he was coming through the practice, uh, like for training camp. Yep. Oh. He did light it up. He did. He Dorrance Armstrong does. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Armstrong's had a good season. I know. He really I, has. This is this yep. is a different type of year for him. But okay. Um game score predictions. I'll give you mine to get the ball rolling. We'll get what everybody else is as well. I handed mine in. Uh, which you'll find online um, at Blogging the Boys. So mine, uh, I'm going to change, though, from what that is since there's been some changes with the Titans scoreline. I'm mm-hmm. going to go Cowboys. I'm going to go Cowboys 34. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's no. a reason behind that. No, that's, that... that's the score I had. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys 34, Titans 10. Wow. See with the same, exactly See, I'm not actually far off from you guys. I'm not far off. I'm going 31 13 Cowboys. Okay, just the extra fieldy. I like it. Yep. Um, well, for me, one, one less fieldy for us and one fieldy yeah. for them. I like it. 
I'm I'm thinking that you need to get the forty burger. Um, oh, he's going for in, meme ready. I'm going. I'm going forty to thirteen. Oh, he's going all teddies. Yep. <laughs> so, guys in the comments, Joe's went for the fifty burger this time. Wow. He's went fifty-five ten. <laughs> oh. Lloyd's went thirty-one twenty. Okay. Um, is there any more stores in here? Uh, I'm leaving you on that one. I'm just trying to check. Uh, Labarsky 41.17. 41.17 from Labarsky. Perfect. I like it. Lloyd Wheeler mm -hmm. has it pretty close. Yeah. So I'm just all... thinking there's going to be Wait. a lot of mo roster movement in this game. That once it starts to uh, gather momentum uh, and go, the Cowboys just go, hey, yeah. pull it, rain it back, rain it back. And that, that kind of drags the score a bit weird. Uh, which is maybe why the um, the game simulation on Blogging the Boys had the score at <laughs> Cowboys 20, Titans 14. Mm -hmm. uh, do you really think it's going to be as close? In fact, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because last time I said that was against the Texans and look what bloody <laughs> happened. So, you know what? I'm going to keep it to my chest. I'm just going to say do not underestimate them. Like, they may be backups. They might actually pull out some weird-ass plays and we might actually get caught out on. So, um, being very precautious. The, the only uh, difference I would say is, and I go back to what my guy BJ Nick says all the time, <laughs> the strength sure of the a next. defense is right up the middle. Right, yeah. They're missing both D-tackles, both yeah. linebackers, and a safety. If we don't take advantage of that, yeah. we don't deserve to win the game. And that's, mm -hmm. that's Zeke's sweet spot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's try this then. We'll get we'll get what you think on Zeke as we hit this segment. Hold on. What, what, this what was Labasti's comment? If Paul was at this game, we'd store four in the fourth. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. The fourth quarter, lucky charm. Oh, yeah. that was that was insane seeing that live. That was that was crazy. <laughs> right, are you ready for the scores? Are you ready? Yeah, well, I'm cool. not sure if you've seen it, Marcus. Where you rest? I, I have a little bit. You got a little bit of work to do. You're okay though. You're I'm not a Leroy. A... You got more than Hackman. That's the okay. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Hammer is going to absolutely strangle you every time you ah. see this. <laughs> so, okay. look at that. Oh, and uh, last week we had Cowboys Cam fan uh, right there. Ooh, wow. Yep. Oh, they did a good score, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, for, for that game as well, they were in for the Eagles game. So it was all a bit discombobulated. It was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the ones where you thought, which is funny, the ones where you just kind of go like, oh, yeah, they'll score more than that. It wasn't. And the ones where you're just like, that seems like a crazy prediction. Where's the right answer? So it was like that weird little well, wave. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that Lamp prediction is no longer actually as mental as people thought it was. It was like, was it all like 20 points right off the bat? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so CD Lamb had like, was predicted at like 19 points and he ended up having like 34. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, and I think you you put like it down as a as a punch. I had it down as a low. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was I, I was expecting more distribution to our wide receivers. I was expecting <laughs> some more from our tight ends. So it's almost like fantasy is completely random. <laughs> 
you don't this say. Is a, this is going to be a hard week because you just don't know how long. You don't know what's going to I know. Like, yeah. you go on this and you go, Dak, CD Lamb, C. You're like, yeah, yeah. But you're like, wait a minute. What if he only plays like half a game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here we go. Dak Prescott, guys. 19 fantasy points. More, push, or less. Let us know at home as well, guys. Our touchdown, six or four. I, I think I asked this last time. Uh, six. Six, okay. Interceptions, minus four. Minus four? Yes. Interceptions are minus four? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I'm going under then. Interesting. I see where you're going, yeah. Again, I don't, I don't plan on him playing past five minutes in the third. <laughs> and I wish you had an over-under from Malik Davis. I'd take that over no matter yeah, what. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll push on Prescott because I think three touchdowns first half, um, and you know there is always going to be a pick probably from him. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go push on Dak Prescott to be honest. Paul, to help you out, Dak Prescott in the third quarter has a quarterback rating of ninety nine point six. That's third highest in the NFL. You don't need to tell me stats. I'm going to say higher anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just whether he plays the third quarter. I think he will actually will succeed that, to be honest. <laughs> All right. CD Lamb, 16.7 fantasy points. More push or higher? Somebody else go first. Push. Push on CD. No, in fact, actually, higher, higher. I'm just thinking, yeah. I just realized. Like, yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going higher on that. Paul, you're going higher now. Yeah, Lorne is going higher. What did you say, Marcus? I think I'm. I think I'm going higher also. Yeah, I think it's going to have another first half like similar to last week. I like it. Alrighty, I. Don't know right now what's ah there we go. Sorry, I pressed a button and I don't know what I did to my screen, <laughs> but we're back. <laughs> All right, uh Zeke, because Pollard uh question has popped up a few times. Yeah, Pollard is not playing this week, he's out. Um, so you're gonna get Malik Davis, maybe some Allison thrown in there at the end, the second half, perhaps. Who knows? Um, but Zeke, 12.2 fantasy points, more or less push. Higher, 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 higher. Higher for Mr. Paul. He's going all in right now. He's higher on everything. Triple H, man. Higher in a quarter and a half. <laughs> yep. Okay, I see. Yeah, I'll going. go. I'll go higher as well. If if the middle of the defense isn't there, then you know that's going to work in his favor. You're only talking about needing a couple of one yard runs, and he's he's already got that score as well. So yeah, it's got to be higher. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, he, he uh, may have twelve and two drives. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Labaski, I'll give you a stat on uh, wide receivers and projections. When we get to the other side, you'll be interested to know. Schultz, who I actually think is one of the very few players they will not take off the field throughout. I think he's a guy Ooh. who will play the full slate of snaps, the full plethora of plays available to him. Well, Nine point three. Well, well, put this way, you're paying him all that money to be on the field, so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So, uh, 9.3. Nine. 
going higher. I'm going higher on that. If he's playing, if he's playing the whole game, and um, Cooper, Cooper Rush likes to use him as well, so exactly, um, I, I think that's there. That's the safety blanket for both of them. I'm saying push. Mm-hmm. You did that last week and it failed you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this again. I'm, I'm thinking about my guy Jake Ferguson. Just so you know, Paul, looking at my notes, you've pushed on the tight end three weeks in a row now. I have. What's his what's his record with the push? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you locked it. <laughs> yeah, that's a bomb there, didn't you? <laughs> Thanks for that, Marcus. You really set me up there. <laughs> hey, I, I'm trying to figure out if I want to go push. I was thinking of going push also, but <laughs> doesn't sound like the odds are okay. What of advice, Marcus? Don't do what I do. <laughs> To let you know, the Cowboys rank first in the NFL in touchdowns to tight ends in the last four weeks. You, you know, I was thinking about that um, that Hendershot Ferguson Snickers commercial. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? These guys are really starting to get some notoriety in the locker room and around yeah, the community. Yeah. With, that, with that being said, I probably still have to go over, though. Oh. Like Lauren said. It's going to be tight end heavy when Rush comes, and Schultz will probably be the benefit of that. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, Cowboys defense, seven fantasy points. Higher. Higher. Oh, yeah. We, we get back. Easy, oh, yeah. We definitely get back on track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, f- I think seven's a, a gift like to, like to see higher. Like it's, so this it's, is... It has to be at least 10 points or more, at least. This really... Now, this side of it, when we go to the Titan side, yeah. the scores don't seem that bad, but it's just like, what the hell do you do with this? So it could be a good week to be doing mm-hmm. the fantasy game to get your scores up, or a really bad week. So here we go. Josh Dobbs, 14 fantasy points. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um split. Okay. Okay, you're pushing. Yeah, I'm pushing. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm going lower. I think. I think as bad as our secondary is, I think a the, I think the pressure will come this week, um, and I think that will that that will work out for our secondary as well. And I think Bland Bland's going to Bland's going to get another couple of picks and seal seal this this is rookie of the year. I like it. I like it. All right, then. Uh, Hassan Haskins is in, uh, well, he will be the next guy with the fact that their backup is also not playing because he's gone to IR. So it's it's Hassan Haskins playing running back instead of Henry. Uh, 10.7 fantasy points. Not sure where they're getting that from, but let's go with it. Mm. I am a, I'm a Haskins fan. Love them coming out of Michigan. Yeah. He's a, He's a north and south runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we have problems with that sometimes. I can see him doing enough to get ten. I'm going. I'm going yeah. over. I, I almost okay. want to say push, but but I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's playing all four quarters. So you're saying higher? Good, I, yeah, he he's the only one they have, so he has to play four quarters. He should. He's yeah, he's literally his. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say higher as well. I think only oh. just I was just about to give you a little start. I'll give it to Lorne. He can catch too. Lorne, 
Last uh, week, the Cowboys kept Miles Sanders under. The Eagles had a total of 96 rush yards against the Cowboys last week. Yep. I'm going I'm to say it's... I'm going to push on that because Ooh. I think... Um, as Marcus says, he's going to be playing the whole game. There's going to be opportunities yeah. for him, but I mean, there's going to, there's going to be turnovers. I think um, so. It, it, whatever he gets is going to be mitigated by any turnovers as well. So yeah, okay. Uh, so Robert Woods, <laughs> who is the leading receiver? Who I forgot has... he plays for them. I totally forgot. Yeah, he was AJ Brown's replacement who has scored a touchdown, believe it or not, in week four. Since then, has not scored. Uh, he's on 8.1 fantasy points, which is less points than Noah Brown. He, he's the number one guy. He's getting digs. He, he's not getting anything. Lower. Lone, you going lower too? Yeah, I'm going lower too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so bad. All right. Austin Hooper, 6.7 fantasy points. He's really the, the main guy now. Split. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you get it now? <laughs> um, why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> Go for five for five. Yeah. Oconquo's not the starter. I thought it was a Oconquo. Yeah, Austin Hooper Stein. Mm. It's just a shame you didn't pick Jeff Swim, but <laughs> um, <laughs> going. I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll go lower on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the same. Lower. He did one year, mind you. I forget who he played for. The Falcons had a mm-hmm. really good year with the Falcons. Yeah. Um, 6.1 fantasy points for the defense it is missing a lot of pieces, this defense, especially on the run side, which they were they haven't been too bad. But I think that the stats on the run defense look so good because teams are just passing on them at will. Yeah. Um, so watch your guys. Um, Option here on the Tennessee's defense getting six point one fantasy points. I'm going lower if if I'm saying that we're putting a forty burger on them, then you know it's got to be lower. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Don't forget the. Fr- oh, sorry, dog just started crying there. Um, yeah, oh. I'm saying lower. Alrighty. There we go. I've got you all locked in on low on that one. Yep. And uh, there we have it. That is tonight's show. Good news is I don't have to put this. To, I don't have to put this to podcast, do I? I mean, who's going to listen to a pregame show tomorrow? Um, you may never know. They might listen to it on the way to the game <laughs> tomorrow. No, like if you did it up tonight. Well. Hmm. no no pressure right you know yeah yeah Uh, i was thinking of something else when he said get it up tonight but there we go oh Um, no 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 (laughs) no uh but yes guys uh that is it for this week's show the game is literally gonna start in about 
how two and a half hours time so that's how long i've got to try and take a power nap on the sofa um thank you marcus for joining us again if you guys are wondering there he is on the top on the right make sure you go follow him what is your handle and everything just so people know marcus bluff city cowboys on facebook uh bluff city cowboys on instagram bluff cowboys on twitter um and starting in the off season we'll be going wednesday nights 8 30 central standard time with the cowboys on yes so you and uh brandon are bringing that back then are you uh well i'll be bringing it back we'll see if brandon joins I'm with you. Okay. So. Before we move on to the next message, I need to share because I don't know if you guys know. Um, you guys are still are in the final against each other in the fantasy. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. And uh, me, and, me, and, me and Brandon faced off in last place. Yep. <laughs> Thank God I did not become last place. So sorry, Brandon. <laughs> it's it's up to me, Paul, to keep the Cowboys content creator trophy. Right. Out of the United States, right? Uh, you're doing it for the UK. Come on, <laughs> you got a great chance. <laughs> I got a great chance. Who knows? I mean, like, I've got a, a very upside -y team. Um, yeah. hit me with it, Lord. Hey, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, so if you're going like Paul has this last couple of years, if you're going to a game, um, obviously, we haven't got any more home games this season. But if you're thinking about it for next season, you use Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greets, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgating. Get to meet guys like Mike Parsons, uh, Drew Pearson, Jay Novacek, maybe get a bottle of whiskey signed, eh, Paul? Um, oh, yes. You know, and then obviously if you're going with them, use the co discount code UK Cowboys and you'll get i make sure as well on our social media go and check travel package for 2023 if you're traveling from the uk or anywhere in europe just let us know hit us up and we can give you the details thank you very much mr marcus it was another pleasure sir yeah thank you guys for the invite i appreciate it and um happy new year to all of you yes oh, yeah. happy new year yep. to yourself too uh, yeah any beverages or, or fireworks going off over there uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't drink, so I know you don't drink. Drinking, I'll be drinking water and and juice. <laughs> Not gin and juice. No water. Juice. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. and, and saying that, Marcus, when you talk about gin and uh, gin and water, you need to watch this Scottish sketch show. Um, a Reverend I am Jolly, Lauren. You might remember oh. this. Yeah. yeah right, I'll need to send you the video of it, but basically. Just it's a priest who thinks he's drinking water, but it was actually a bottle of gin misplaced. And he's doing this interview, and as the interview keeps going on, he's like, this water's absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but have an awesome New Year's over there, mate. And everyone at home, have a great New Year. We will see you in 2023 on Tuesday, where we'll be talking on the post-game show. Uh, so have a great evening, great New Year's. Catch you on the other side, guys. Yep. Cowboys. Cowboys. Night.